This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Henry Matebula is the chairman of the E-Hailing Partners Council. Henry, good morning. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening to you, Roger. So, Henry, before we even get into this conversation, right, about the attacks that have erupted, but also what you guys are calling for, what do you know about what took place at the Protea Glen Mall this evening? Uh, we got information on, and also some of our officials that are into the scene uh, that there was one car that uh, was attacked, and uh, fortunately the driver was able to uh, to run and got into the mall and apparently I think he was hiding in the office of the center manager. So basically that's the information that which we, we, we got at uh, at this point. Uh, tomorrow morning and then we'll be there just to check what happened and how did it happen. Will there be connection with what was happening in Maponya Mall? And uh, if there are investigations and then we'll find out what what did they find thus far? Mm. I mean, these situations, we, let's first actually, let me go back to that very, um, what you've just spoken to, right? Um, this incident that took place at the Protea Glen Mall. Um, do you think, or does it seem as though, I mean, you do know, there obviously isn't much information that you have, but does it seem as though it was a a sudden incident or it could like you say, maybe have erupted and just, you know, been part of what happened at Maponya Mall on the weekend? Yeah, if I were to speculate, I would say it's a continuation of what happened at Maponya Mall uh, uh, last week Thursday. So, uh, because even then when um, what happened at Maponya Mall happened, uh, during the day there was those kind of threats that which happened uh, that side of Protead Land, and sometime later, and then uh, then what happened in Maponyamon happened. So there could be some connection. Mm. Let's then speak about these very attacks, right? That actually take place on e-hailing service drivers, on the drivers themselves. Is this something? And I mean, I think I asked somebody this as well during the weekend whether it is something that was boiling over for quite some time. But do you actually know why these attacks are happening? Yeah, unfortunately, this is something that could have been avoided. Uh, when E-Hailing came into the, into the country in 2013, there were other modes of transport who somehow did not understand what is this. And the government did not really do their part in educating people and also make, doing the, the right consultations so people are able to welcome this uh, mode of transport. And somehow, especially the media taxis were aggrieved, you know, because it was looking as something that which is coming to take, you know, what was supposed to be theirs. And most of the media taxi, you know, could not longer operate as they used to be because e ailing, you know, uh, came in and people started loving it. So it, it, it took the position that which was originally sitting with the middle taxis. Hmm. So as time goes, you know, um, now, you know, even the minibus taxis now, they're seeing cars everywhere, you know, picking people that don't really understand what is happening. But now the biggest problem, while we say we're still saying that, is, you know, uh, it did not encourage, EAD did not encourage fair competition. It did not encourage uh, coexistence, you know, because uh, the pricing uh, was somehow a challenge. Just to give you an example, Midatex will be charging hundred rand for a, for a three kilometer trip, and EAD comes in is charging 25 rand for a three kilometer trip. Mm. Then, in that way, it was taking business from those that were originally there. And when it started, it did not come in like that. The pricing for e-hailing was, you know, it was for certain, uh, you could you could tell that, you know, it is for the middle class. Uh, but with time, price, prices kept on going down and down and down. And at the moment, you know, we are in the price of the mini-pass taxes. That's why 
even the minibus taxis are feeling aggrieved to say, but what is happening? Mm. All right, let's bring in then Dr. Bandile Masuku, who's the Gauteng Provincial Legislature's Portfolio Committee on Community Safety. He's the chairperson there. Dr. Masuku, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening, and thanks for having us on your show. So let us just start. You know, you heard from what um, Henry Matebula had to say when it comes to the issue of the e-hailing services, the attacks on e-hailing drivers. Um, and there was just one even this evening where an e-hailing vehicle was set alight in Soweto once again. Just your response as the Gauteng Province um, and Community Safety Department or, or chairperson really com- um, committee when it comes to such violence on e-hailing drivers? Yes, I think our main interest and our main concern is about the lawlessness and the crime that comes with it because arson uh, is, 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 is one form of a crime and it's one of the things that are actually worried about this thing. We view it to uh, one of the statistics in terms of crime in the country as it was released in all the crime stats that have been released uh, by the uh, commi- uh, police commissioner. So our concern in how the lawlessness becomes a very big uh, issue that we need to deal with. It's not for the first time we see certain incidences of e-hailing drivers being attacked. Uh, I think we had some uh, form of, a, of of such a situation in Africa and also in Oakambo. I think uh, it's something that we need to be concerned of, mm-hmm. uh, actual concern with as a as a committee and as as the citizens of Gauteng. Dr. Masuku, I mean, you know, the concern, of course, it, it's there, um, not just from the Gauteng um, government, but also from the users, people that actually have to use these e-hailing services, because it seems there's never going to be a time when you know one could possibly be in one of these vehicles. And this attack then happens. What is being done or what are the plans that are being put in place to ensure that e-hailing drivers and users also feel safe? Yeah, I think the, the, the major issue would be to try and get uh, all the stakeholders or the, you know, the, the role players in the, in the whole uh, industry, you know, transporting industry, because uh, e-hailing taxi drivers, bus drivers, um, and so on are all are all within one uh, sector, and we need to have some form of um, a, a peace amongst it, and also have a healthy competition amongst you know different uh, types of transportation. And I think if you look at what happened in Oartambo, you know now you find there is absolute uh, a, a harmony, and they are working together. But I think it's something that we need to work on and encourage the MEC of transport and the issue of community safety to try and pursue both all the role players to play the game and be, uh, you know, uh, have a, a peaceful and harmonious position uh, among themselves. Mm. What can be done or what can your department or your committee do, Dr. Masugu? Yeah, for us is to, is to bring them together. You know, we can call the, you know, the, you know, the, the representatives of the e-hailers, uh, uh, drivers, say this, and also call the representatives or taxi associations as they were. And I think the major issue is that we are also not really uh, very sure whether is it really a competition amongst the taxi drivers and e-hailers or is it just criminal uh, criminal elements that are targeting e-hailing drivers. And it's something that the police must give us the information as the citizens and as the committee to say what what the investigations have actually uh, actually come out with, so that at least we don't speculate. But I think if we if we are going to have some harmonious uh, situation and harmon- a peaceful competition amongst them, so it means we must bring them into one room and make sure that uh, they engage each other and find a, an amicable solution to work together. Mm. I mean, Henry, this has been ongoing for some time. Correct, um, if I'm not mistaken, where there are these random attacks and you know the 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 violence that actually comes, as you heard from Dr. Masuku, that it's a crime. What happens on the vehicles and the the person that is driving an e-hailing vehicle, um, and it has been ongoing for some time now. There were some promises made, weren't there, um, to e-hailing services? 
Yeah, uh, maybe let me first respond to what Dr. Masuku just said. Go ahead. About um, um, uh, calling P, uh, the, the, the stakeholders, you know, that are, uh, that are, 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 are to be part of this whole uh, conversation to bring about the harmony in the, and, and a good working relationship. Uh, that is something that which happened in 2020 during the time of the Jodi of Road of Transport in the province, Umakuku uh, We had that conversation and it was agreed. It was the meter taxi representatives that which were there. Uh, it was ourselves from the e-hailing site. Uh, it was the mini taxis, you know, from Yosantako and NTA. Uh, it was uh, policy from the national government, the community safety, SAPS, uh, and also the municipal uh, policing. And I think also labor was part of it. So, and the agreement, the resolution was we're going to have a liaison committee. And this liaison committee was to meet uh, two times a month in which all the issues that which, you know, are affecting the transport industry, uh, and the taxi industry are, are able to be discussed and then we come up with solutions and quick solutions so that they can be that working relationship. And the unfortunate part is, um, you know, while all that was said, you know, everything, scope of work and all that was there, you know, uh, uh, the government was just supposed or the department was just supposed to uh, to, uh, to 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 give us a date in which you know there is a ceremony for signing of this and then so that it can start working. However, while we're waiting for that, Uber and Bolt as the technological companies were part of it. While we're waiting for that, it never happened from 2020 until today. And I believe if we can resuscitate that, you know, that lies in committee, a lot of things can you know can can be resolved. You know, we need to be uh, somehow proactive rather than dealing with issues when they're happening on the ground. And the other issue that I want to touch on quickly, you know, I heard Dr. Masuku talking about criminality. Yes, criminality, always whenever there is a void which is not being attended to, you know, people will take advantage of that. People do know, criminals, they do know that there is you know, does, uh, that uh, disconnection between the e-hailing and the meter taxi and the uh, disconnection between the uh, uh, minibus taxis and e-hailing. So they are taking advantage of that. That's why we are finding situations like that, the one that is happening now, in which it looks more like it's just criminal, uh, uh, criminality that which is happening, other than, you know, meter taxi fighting or minibus taxi fighting against e-hailing. Dr. Masuku, I mean, as I said as well, that this has been ongoing for some time now. You are now saying that what you can do as a committee is to bring the two departments together and other stakeholders to have these discussions. But those discussions were once had. Do we know what the outcome of those were and why we are still seeing these kind of attacks that are taking place? Yeah, I think it's one of the things that we need to do. I concur with um, um uh, our, my, my colleague here, that uh, you know, some of these processes are processes that you must not stop on them. They are ongoing. They need to be continuously in, in harnessed, and and uh, differences must continuously being uh, actually dealt with. So, what we we'll do as a committee is to is to bring, like like I've said, to uh, the, the the Department of Transport, the Department of Community Safety, and all the other stakeholders to bring back to bring them back into the table and make sure that they're able to actually uh, to uh, reignite that uh, agreement or that framework that they had agreed on and then they continue to lie because I think it's an important thing that uh, some of this uh, uh, peaceful and harmonious sector to function they require continuous engagement and this committee is if it was it was agreed upon it's something that needs to be resuscitated agently. And uh, I think the police and also everyone should be part of that uh, actual process as it was. And I mean, the police, of course, should be part of it, um, those from the Department of Transport, but also those from the taxi industry, because it seems and it is alleged that it is them who are actually causing these violent acts, who are, you know, taking out this violent act against the e-hailing vehicles and drivers. 
Yeah, I think let's, let, let's also maybe try not to speculate a lot. I think one thing that we, we agree on is that one part is that there should be some form of engagement between all the people involved in transporting uh, our citizens in how things that we create a harmonious uh, 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 situation there. Because for the economy to function, we need to transport people. Mm. It also employs a lot of people. So if you disrupt uh, the transport sector, you are actually disrupting part of the economy. So mm. we need it to be functioning. The other part is that the, 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 the police must come up and give us information on what are the investigations showing. Is it really a problem of the competition or the competition amongst the taxi drivers in terms of the e-hailer services and those of meter taxis, or is it something else? Mm. Because we, we need to be very specific if we deal with some form of criminality. We shouldn't really you know, speculate. So I would, I would beg uh, for indulgence in that matter that we separate the two until we get firm confirmation that it is really uh, you know, the, a, a feud around uh, you know, the taxi services. Indeed, and that's why I did say that the allegations are, you know, or the accusation is that it would come from the taxi industry. But as you say, we are still waiting to get the the, the investigations, as you say, from the police department on this very issue. Um, Henry, you know, how are the, the, the e-hailing services drivers feeling? Are they feeling safe enough to even hit the road and, um, you know, continue with the services that they offer to the citizens of Gauteng? Uh, of course, they're, they're not feeling safe. Um, it, 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 it's a problem because for, 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 for thousands of them, you know, this is the only thing that they can do, you know, to put uh, bread on the table. And with all this that is happening at the moment, especially in Soweto, uh, it, it becomes a challenge. You go out, you're not sure what you're going to come uh, come across on as you go and operate you know uh, but also for me so for, so, uh, if we as we're talking about this, uh, you know uh, and the stakeholders that we are supposed to be involved we cannot be uh, ignoring the, te- the technological companies in your in your uber and bolt to be part of this whole conversation you know you ask me why i'm saying this you know we can sit down with uh, our counterparts, your mini, your mini bus taxi and your meter taxi, and we have an agreement on how we can work. However, you know, for ELE, we are dependent on the app, you know, uh, and 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 if the app does not align exactly with what we're gonna have an agreement with, you know, with the with the other counterparts, it's still gonna have we're still gonna have the same situation, which you know might be happening now, continuing because. At the end of the day, just to give an example, say for instance, we have an agreement to say e-hailing can only load two people in the car. And then the app says four people. And then people, when they request, they come being four. And then the app says four. Then who are you to say, I cannot pick them up? And Mm -hmm. also, if you don't pick them up, these app companies will penalize you. Your rating now starts to go down. So you are forced to do things that you are not supposed to be doing. So as we have this conversation, app companies must be able to be part of this conversation so that we are able to bring an end to this. That's why we are asking the government to really have a strong hand, you know, because at the end of the day, we're talking about the lives of people here. Mm. You know, Henry, it, it really is concerning, right, that this is ongoing at the moment. From your point of view and from your vantage point, could you perhaps know or do you know who could be behind these attacks or that's also something that you will wait for the police investigation on? No, we will depend on the investigation of the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I can say to you is the void is there and uh, criminal elements can creep in because there is a void. This is something that needs really needs to be dealt with. And... As, as we deal with it, we must try and find a permanent solution. That's why I will really uh, appreciate if Dr. Masu can initiate, you know, this meeting that is talking about so that we can have that liaison committee. So if all the parties, you know, are able to sit on the table, we have a way forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that will really assist the industry and our people because at the end of the day, you know, a, a rider needs to ride. 
and they need to have a choice of uh, you know the mode of transport that they want to use and also e-hailing needs to operate peacefully and also the minibus takes is they want to remove the stigma from them you know of being you know uh, uh, accused every time there is things things of this nature so we really need to close the void mm. dr masuku you know at such a meeting and such a conversation that would be had with all the relevant stakeholders what would be some of the issues that you would like to see ironed out yeah, I think the, the the major one is just for for the agreement of the of of having a, a peaceful um, because uh, we need to make sure it is convenient you know to make sure that they are able to move around without any uh, danger that will be posed by any uh, you know by anybody and I think that's the major objective of everything is to make sure that the transport. Uh, sector itself, you know, is is at peace and is able to carry the economy. Because without the transport sector, the economy will 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 continue to be uh, actually limping as it is. So the conversation will just to make sure that everybody gets uh, interested in making sure that the you know the the transport sector is is exists and it it operates in a harmonious uh, actually situation. And already what I would say to the citizens and to yourselves is that we are waiting for the report. We have already written to the provincial commissioner to give us an update on the on the incidences that occurred in Maponya Mall uh, or you know, last weekend, some of the incidents that occurred uh, over the weekend, so that at least that part of criminality is also dealt with. But this one of transport uh, sector is an important one that we need to have that conversation and the MECs will be will be called upon to come in uh, in this regard. Taking your calls, it is 10.30, right here on Power 98.7. You can also send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0833037093. And we are speaking about the attacks on e-hailing services, the drivers, the, 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 the vehicles, have been attacked. I mean, the past week or so, we have seen um, a number of attacks. Just this evening, we saw an e-hailing vehicle set alight in Protea Glen, at, just outside the Protea Glen Mall. Um, but be- even before that, you know, outside Maponya Mall, we saw, we woke up the one day to news of vehicles also there being vandalized, um, some of them stoned, and they just looked really terrible. But of course, we do not know who at this point in time is actually, you know, doing this to these e-hailing services drivers. Henry Matebula is speaking to us, e-hailing partners council chairperson, together with Dr. Bandile Masuku, who is the chairperson, the, the chairperson of the portfolio committee on community safety in the Gauteng province. Let's take some of your calls now. Tabo in Hamanskral, good evening to you. You know, uh, Dr. Just said something which is which I'm getting worried about. These peaceful uh, negotiations that he's talking about, to me, just like I don't agree with it totally. Um, I will tell you the truth. I will tell you something, Doctor. As long as you can negotiate the peace and try to maintain the peace that must exist between Uber and Bolt and the Kumbi drivers and everything, it will prevail somewhere. The violence will prevail somewhere. Is that that? You know, one of the areas that he do. It happens exactly the same way. It is once happened in mainland. It happens in Bosman. We know because of the problem that because of the fact that there's a problem in the transport department. The politicians are actually playing with people's lives by taking money. Like in London, it happened there. The mayor even resigned there because of the fact that the mayor took money from Uber. That's exactly what happened to this Uber when it came to South Africa. We said it very clearly to Uber, let's go and legislate. Before you can even do anything, let's go as stakeholders, let's go and legislate. So the issue of legislation on this platform has been said so many times about legislation, about, about, about this, 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 this issue. Mm. Now, another thing that we have to look at, you can rubber stamp it, the wound, you can put plaster on top of it, but the bottom line of it, you didn't solve that which is inside. The problem is Uber is not regist- uh, legislated. And you've got people that are having licenses, that have taken cars of loan, loan, loan to, to, 
buy cars like quantum and everything, millions and millions of money. And they have to sit and look at what doing as they wish. Operating without boundaries, without being legislated. That's where that's what the gentleman there was from the Ihaley system is saying that we that we drop the prices to such that the the the, the kumbis are also suffering. It happened in mainly. They were complaining that these people are taking they charge almost 15 to go to Sunnyside. Then Uber will take uh, six people, they charge 50 rand to go to Sunnyside. They will take four people, it's 60 rand, each paying uh, 10 rand. They drop the price to 40 rand to them. Now, you see, it's competing with the coup, but those ones have got licenses. They are legislated, like, they are regulated, but these ones are not regulated. They do as they wish. So that's where the problem is. Let's face it, and you know what is even worse? Those people took loans to, with, with the cars. And Uber are people, most of them are people that are working, that are supplementing their salary during, during off-peak hours or whatever, and to do the, the business. Now, those ones are suffering. That is why you see all this violence. Tell the people the truth. Let's legislate Uber and Bolt and see, let them operate within the boundaries of the law. And then they must be seen to be, and they must be controlled by the magistral district where they operate. So that we know how many are here, how many are in, in Suwait, how many are in the CBD of Jobek, CBD of Sunnyside, of, of Pretoria, and Sunnyside, Acadia, and the like. As long as we don't, and if there's a demand, the, 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 the council or the magistral district can allow and make gazette so that at least there must be an application for people to submit. They must get permits. And they must be regulated according to the act. But as long as they are doing as they wish, and I'm telling you, this problem, a lot of people are going to be orphaned. A lot of kids are going to lose their fathers and mothers because of this thing. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tabo and Haman Skral. Dr. Masuka, he raises quite a valid point, right? The issue of regulating the e-hailing services. Yeah, I think it is a valid point. And I think that's the reason why, um, you know, I'm saying it's an important discussion that we should have. Because I I could hear from everywhere, you know, even from uh, Henry himself, that there are still a number of issues that from the e-hailing services themselves, the drivers, the exploitation and everything, that still has to be dealt with. But I think the issue of, of, of the regulation for e-hailing services it's something that has always been on the cards and it's something that maybe it's that fast track it from the side of legislature, make sure that the, both the departments, the community safety and of transport are fast tracking that because if it is a source of our problems, then it's something that needs to be actually resolved. And, and, and maybe to say it's in violence and criminality is not a, a way to respond to some of the of the issues that uh, is a caller from Hamas actually has actually mentioned. Yes, the issues are real, they are true, but the violence and criminality, it's not something that uh, is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a good way to respond to it. We need to find a proper way on how to deal with this. And yes, of course, if the regulation is one of the issues, it's something that needs to be engaged and permitted to make sure that everybody is uh, in sync with uh, with the framework. Mm. Henry, would you like to respond? Yes, definitely. Uh, uh, regulation, it is. It is the way because, I mean, there is no industry that has to operate without, you know, accountability. Uh, because of lack of regulation for the e-heading industry, we're finding these companies, you know, that are operating in the country doing as they wish, you know, they are not compliant to anything. You know, and at the end of the day, it it, it brings a, a, a lot of things that were not supposed to be there. Drivers are being exploited, and because people are hungry in South Africa, some you know are cornered, you know, in a in a position where they they they, they took cars, like uh, Tabo was saying, they took cars on loans, and they're in. They, they thought there are greener pastures in the EAM. Now they are in, but they realize that, you know, you, 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 you're driving the whole day, 16, 18 hours, but at the end of the day, you are not doing, you are not making anything. And because there is no flow in terms of pricing, you know, there is, there, there is no uh, regulation, you know, that will speak to 
uh, uh, safety standards that these companies that uh, uh, had to adhere to. Uh, we're having drivers dying every day, you know. From January up to now, from from our records, the records that we got, we have got over 30 people that died on these platforms. And, and that's why we are saying regulation, uh, it is the way. And I think it's long overdue. We have been crying, we have been uh, uh, fighting, uh, we have been calling. We had several matches in which we're crying about exploitation, you know, uh, uh, because these companies they do as they wish. If ever you, you, you don't adhere to what they are saying, they block you. And that's where you find some of the things that are happening now could be the, 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 the result of those people that get to be blocked every day on this platform. Because these people are having cars you know, that they're supposed to be paying. They're permanently blocked from the platform. They can't operate anymore. What do they do? They start doing things that which they were not supposed to be to be doing. Going to malls, you know, trying to approach people and say, I can take you for 20 rand and stuff like that because they are trying to get by. Mm. And so because these companies are not being regulated, so regulation will, will, will level the floor in which everybody can be able, you know, to start operating freely. You know, there will be issues of, of fair competition. There will be issues of, of pricing so that companies cannot do as they wish. At the moment, they just take down prices at any time. You know, you don't have to say anything. When you say say something, you get to be blocked. So mm-hmm. we do really call for regulation. And if all the stakeholders can really assist, you know, in calling for this regulation to be fast-tracked and uh, so that we can start operating and save lives. And Dr. Masuku, I'm then... Am I right then to assume that even in the conversations that you will have with the various stakeholders, that you will also look at verifying drivers? Because, you know, we've heard some really horror stories of people being kidnapped, ladies almost being raped or being raped by some of these e-hailing services drivers. Yes, I think, you know, as Andrew has indicated that uh, historically, you know, around 2020, there had been a process that was not finalized. I mm. think we just have to reignited and looked at every aspect uh, of, 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 of the transport sector and also focus and zoom in into the e-hailing services in terms of regulation and in terms of all the shortcomings and weaknesses that I actually are brought in uh, with, the, with the service itself. And I think it's one of the ways which we might not be able to avoid or actually uh, in the transport industry. You know, but we just have to create a framework that will work for everyone. You know, I think uh, if you recall that historically, you know, you know that the entire uh, public transport of Johannesburg uh, was also opposed by the taxi drivers, but there was a way, a mechanism that was put into place, a framework created, and that's now a harmonious uh, situation that is happening there. So it's not something that has been done before mm. in terms of the stakeholders into the table to the table and make them agree on how they can work uh, together mm. let's take more of your calls Ephraim and Alex good evening uh, good evening too. how are you evening Ephraim I'm well how are you uh, I'm so heartbroken yes, I'm so okay. heartbroken as Mr. Maseko comes here Masuku? he don't first apologize to us as he hail us all the government uh, transport uh, officials from provincial Gauteng and national First, what they should do before they on the interview, they should apologize to us, inhalers, because what they've done to us, they sold us to these apps to kill us. They sold us to these people to terrorize us. They sold us to these people to, to kill us, to sabotage us, or to, to suck our blood. Today, if I can ask Mr. Maseko that he knows about the VAL situation, he will say no, he's still investigating, as they do in national and provincial. If I ask him about Bosman, uh, Pretoria, he will tell you that we are still investigating. That's what they are doing. If you ask him about Tembisa, what's happening there in the malls, beach acres, he will tell you that our team is still working on this thing. If you ask him about uh, the situation that is happening in uh, phosphorus. He will tell you the same thing. The impoundment that happens in airport, uh, illegal impoundment that 
One, I'm the victim of that. He will tell you that we are still working on that. They are liars to us. We are tired of them. Uh, I was having hope that uh, at least we have in Houghton province, we have Auskidiwoni, uh, she will help us. I thought Mam uh, Chikunga should help us in national, but they are still the same, doing the same thing that Mbalula done. And at least Mr. Mama will try. He make us the 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 the, the regulation. The, the he he set up the the structure. Uh, uh, good evening, my chairperson, Mr. BH. That's what we heard mm-hmm. from Mr. Mamabolo alone. But for them, they come to the red national platforms and lie. They don't know. They lie. They're investigating. We are tired of them. They must stop that and come to apologize publicly to us that e-hailers, we failed you. They sold us in 2013 that they didn't know that Uber is operating in the country. What type of leaders are we? Ephraim, I have to ask. First of all, it's it's Dr. Masuku, right? Yeah, Dr. Masuku. Yes, but I I have to ask, how did the government sell you as e-hailing drivers to the e-hailing companies? We had, Isn't it uh, something uh, that you join voluntarily? Yes, we joined it voluntarily mm-hmm. under whose oath? They are the one trust, they are the, the Department of Transport in national and provincial. They are the one that mandate that they know everybody who plays within transport sector as they know taxis, as they know meter taxi. What about e-hailing? Why they don't regulate this e-hailing to make sure that they collect revenue, everything is well done smoothly. I'm the citizen of this country. When I join any institution from the Department of Transport, they are accountable for that uh, uh, facility to be regulated. Uber is not a transport sector. How can they give it a permit, a a referral letter to issue me a permit while they are not transport sector, they are a software company? They've done that. It's solely. How can you give somebody who's not the transport sector a Mm. referral letter to uh, issue a permit? What type of transport are we having leaders there? All right, you Ephraim, see what I'm saying? I hear they, you. Yeah, so that's a selling. You're selling me to people that they're not even transport. When you ask Uber tomorrow, they'll tell you they're not transport sector. They are IT software company, connect the rider and the driver. Then what about that letter, referral letter? They, it must go to who? Us as drivers, we are the operators. They are the tech company. Why they give it them the letter? Because All right. That they, they are, that's why we said they eat with them. Check the Uber 5. South Africa is there also. Okay, Our Ephraim. government officials... All right, let's give them time to respond. Let's give them time to respond, Ephraim and Alex. I do, however, think, Ephraim, that um, I understand your anger and, you know, where you're coming from, but it might be a little bit misguided because Dr. Masuku is the chairperson for the Community Safety Portfolio Committee in the Gauteng Provincial Legislature, but let's say let him respond as best as he possibly can. Dr. Masuku? No, no, I... I fully understand the, the anger and it's, it's quite uh, reasonable because mm. of the uh, difficulties that the operators of e-hailing are actually uh, having in terms of their own contractual issues with the, with, the, with the service itself. But I do agree with him that also the regulations should happen. And I think it's something that we need to reignite and actually make sure that because they are part of the transport industry, so we need to find a way of uh, regulating them in a manner in which uh, it will be satisfactory for everyone. It's not going to inconvenience our citizens. It's mm. not going to put anyone's lives uh, in danger. And uh, it's something that actually uh, should happen. And uh, incidences of crime are incidences of crime, and they should be dealt with in that manner, and uh, there shouldn't be any, any way that they should be favored because it's e-hailing or not, you know, or meter taxes. Mm. You know, criminality is criminality. If there's arson uh, that has happened, uh, it must be investigated, and those who are found to be alleged, they must be charged, and they must be taken uh, actually to court and to jail if they're found guilty. Mm. So I think I do agree with him, you know, and I think uh, his anger and his, uh, you know, thing is actually, you know, quite... uh, 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 understandable, but it should be directed at at right platforms, mm-hmm. and we should direct that energy in finding a solution. Absolutely, Sifudi and Ranfontein. Good evening. Evening. And your guest, our former health MEC there. Mm. You know, you know, Siho, uh, the business model is broken, and there is no equilibrium. If the supply exceeds the demands, there is a receipt for disaster. 
that uh, business, that market is saturated. I'll give you an example. Uh, these taxis, they don't work every day. Sometimes they are off duty. They don't work Monday to Friday or Saturday. They are off duty sometimes uh, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And they don't all work during weekends. And there's no trains. Added to that, there is Uber, there is Bolt. There are also lift clubs. Mm-hmm. That's a receipt for disaster. And there was poor regulation. And the government failed in this regard. You cannot allow things to be and say it's a competitive market. People will kill each other. The economic situation. How are you going to pay, pay for your taxi that you've just bought mm. when sometimes you only have two trips per day? Mm. How are you going to do? How are you going to pay the one who's driving that taxi? And you must check it. The taxi drivers want to have their cake and eat it. And you're only looking at bigger cities. Look at the outskirts here in far west rent. Places mm. like Kutsung. Mm. If somebody quit, get the package from the mine, he goes and buy a taxi. And he pays a bribe, something like 30,000, 40,000, in order to be allowed. So, so this business is in trouble. I started to think when the trains come back, because... The poor people are not even affording to travel in these taxis. Mm, It's very, very, very expensive. They park. When you want to take a hike, sometimes you can't wait for hours. They follow you for something like two, three, four, five kilometers. It's bad. It's bad. But our government allows things to be. People have to kill one another. Then they'll come after the damage has been done. That business, that business model, a taxi business, it's broken, that business model. And what we're seeing, witnessing now, mm-hmm. in future will be like a picnic because really, imagine if the inhaling start to fight back, they've been running away. Imagine if they start to come back and arm themselves. What is going to happen? We are going to have a war, Mm. a civil war in the taxi industry. Good evening to you. Good evening, Sifudi in Renfontein. Llewellyn in Johannesburg, evening. Good evening, madam, and good evening to your guests. Now, I I follow the discussion. Mm -hmm. We came to, in all of this, and maybe this is just my contribution, there's, there's, there's a few confusions in the discussion. Okay. You know, one, regulation is regulation. And the state is there to regulate. The state does not need to be nudged to do their work. They know their work. And remember, in any industry, regulation is actually normal. It's normal. So let's just ask the state to regulate. It's not a complex thing. Just do your work and regulate. Then coming to the issue of the taxi industry. You know, let's call it the traditional taxi industry is very oblivious. Everybody speaks, and the traditional or the conventional taxi industry, quantums and CIS, are speaking about their customers as if their customers are their properties. And their property, the customers are not their properties. Customers are actually these days speaking with their money. Mm. And their money is their voice. And nobody is considering that. If I don't want to get into a CIA or a quantum, and I want to get into a e-hailing service, mm. can we agree it's my choice? Mm. I don't need the owner of a quantum or a CIA to compel me to get into his. I don't need it. I am, my rights are enshrined. I can actually choose the same way that I can choose to go to ShopRite or to Woolworths. It's normal. But in all of this, nobody is listening and the customers are speaking. So it's for the traditional and conventional tech industry to stop their arrogance and listen to their customers. 
Okay? Because a taxi rank normally stops, mm-hmm. typically, especially in the metropolis area, stops at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Mm. E-hailing says we don't stop. A taxi rank, the conventional one, starts operating at 5 o'clock. What about the guys that needs to be to have mobility between 9 o'clock at night and 5 o'clock in the morning? Mm. Okay. No, we need to wait for the taxis. Mm. Can we can we just get to a point where listening to the most important stakeholder in this entire equation, and it's the customer. Mm. And lastly, I want to use the analogy, and then I'll listen on the radio. Imagine, I'm using this analogy with innocence. Imagine when South Africa, 1990-1994, introduced the GSM network, mobile cell phones, and telecom compelled us, you will use a landline. Where would we have been as a nation? Mm. The customers have moved with the times. So you're starting to try and tell the conventional taxis, you too, move with the times and do not appeal to our better nature. Compete in a competitive market because that is the nature of business. Thank you so much to you and your guests. Thank you. Thank you, Llewellyn in Johannesburg. Henry, I'm going to give you um, the first response that you can have to the, 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 lost, the callers, Sifudi and Llewellyn. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, uh, I want to pick on the issue of um, the previous caller before the one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the word oversupply. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that is the result of lack of regulation because regulation will have to to state, you know, how supply and demand needs to be approached. So at the moment, because of lack of regulation, and that's exactly what is happening. And at, at the moment, uh, because of lack of regulation, the oversupply is even affecting the e-hailing sector. Uh, I mean, e-hailing drivers, uh, because these companies will be adding cars every day. Mm. And that affects, you know, on profitability of the business itself. And as a result, the drivers will have to drive for over 18 hours a day to try and make some miss, you know, to try to make some profit at the end of the day because, you know, cars are too many. So in order for you to realize some, some returns, you have to work more and more hours. Uh, also because they are taking very high commission so for you to be able to realize some money, you need to put in some more hours. And another thing with the, the, the oversupply, it affects the drivers because, you know, there is no value. I can, I can be kicked out today because they know tomorrow they can put another person, you know. So it does not give value to the drivers because, you know, they know somebody's waiting there. They can take him at any day, mm. any time without complying. And I want to touch also on the issue that was just uh, 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 raised now, that uh, <clears throat> that uh, people have got the choice of the mode of transport that they, they, they need to use. Yes, definitely, everybody needs to have a choice. But uh, I believe that the framework must be able to encourage fair competition because that will create a healthy working relationship. We shouldn't be fighting between uh, 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 ourselves as the meter taxi, e-hailing, and the minibus taxis. If ever there was a framework that speaks to how we operate and, you know, encourage coexistence, these these modes of transport complementing each other. Dr. Masuku, um, before we go to the news, just your response to the callers. No, I, I, I fully concur, but I think there has been some uh, amount of uh, work that has been done in terms of uh, regulation. Mm. And it's something that has to be in, uh, made sure that the regulations are tightened up because I think uh, when, when I look go through all the regulation that is there, you know, there even an association that was formed called IHAS. I'm not sure if Henry is aware of it and 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 what would have been their their role, you know, in terms of their discussions now. But I think what is important, you know, I still stick to what I've said before that let's bring everybody into one room, in one table, have a proper discussion, 
about the framework and 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 also talk about the issues that uh, are separate. I think there are issues as we are listening that are issues relating to the e-hailing services themselves within the within that uh, particular sector itself. But then the issue is to make sure that there is a conversation that will come up with a solution because mm. we can't keep uh, having this type of uh, incidences. And particularly for us, our concern is the criminality, mm. is the arson that is continuing and is putting the lives of the citizens of Gauteng in danger. And it's something that uh, we shouldn't uh, you know, encourage. If there are difficulties, they still have to be a way outside criminality and violence uh, to deal with them. Just a very quick question, Dr. Masuku. Um, Muso on Twitter says, conversations were held before what action was taken and how will it be different from the ones that were going to happen, that are going to happen? That's if there will be any action taken after the next conversations. I think the most important thing is also the, you know, the truthfulness and the integrity of people that are sitting in the room. Mm. Because, you know, some of these conversations should continuously be ongoing and 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 the engagement shouldn't be once off you know like when uh, if we expect uh, any success on this conversation it's uh, it's when we expect people to come sign and then they leave and expect that that document itself uh, as signed as it is it will it will create the the peace but it should be a continuous engagement and also with people with integrity with good intentions of creating a harmonious uh, uh, framework uh, for the sector because the industry itself that's the nature of business people there will be competition there will be people who prefer the other for us is to ensure that the freedom of choice and the freedom uh, of 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 moving around without uh, the lives of citizens being in danger is mm. quite important mm. and that's what we need Final one, on a separate issue from Puti, saying, can Dr. Masuku give us his email address? The community of Riverley is under attack from Zamazamas and no one is helping them. It's bmasuku at gpl.gov.za. Bmasuku. Bmasuku at gpl. 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 Thank you so much, Dr. Bandile Masuku, the Community Safety Chairperson in the Gauteng Provincial Legislature's Portfolio Committee, and Henry Matebula, E-Hailing Partners Council Chairperson. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for your time this evening. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.